Project Tribute Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to aiding our nation's first responders. Our vision and mission is to enhance the life-saving capabilities of our first responders through raising awareness and funding for the life-saving work that they do. Our goal with the podcast is to be an educational avenue and a method for our healers to express themselves. In the podcast, we will discuss various tough subjects. Some of the subjects may be uncomfortable or controversial. Our guests have a right to share their thoughts and ideas and for our listeners to hear the unedited words of our guest. The Foundation's role is to showcase a diverse array of thoughts and opinions within the first responder community. If you hear something that you do not agree with, please consider reaching out to us at projecttributefoundation at gmail.com and join our podcast. If you're a first responder and you would like to share your story, we truly would love to hear from you and learn from your experiences. Please enjoy this week's show, and as always, like, comment, and share to help us grow. You can find more information at www.projecttribute.com. Thanks, and have a great one. All right, uh, Jared Gorman here with Kat uh, on our final edition of the podcast, this current one. Hopefully, you guys to come back and join us, but um, if you haven't been following along, I would say go back and listen to the first other few podcasts we've been talking for a couple hours now yeah. so i don't know how we're <laughs> gonna break it all up yet but um go back and listen to those first few um but just kind of recap we've, we've talked about um a lot of mental health stuff uh dealing with first responders just mental health in general mm-hmm. um you know our personal experiences you've talked you know more about your personal experience than i have but yeah go back and listen to the other podcasts because i've talked about mine <laughs> um oh, Jared. so let's Kind of just kind of recap everything and and kind of bring it all to a a nice little little bundle with a little bow on it. Okay, make it as pretty as we can. Yeah, it's not possible. But I mean, do you want me to kind of recap? Sure. Well, yeah, this is this is your show. But listen to the other podcasts because Jared. Yeah. Shares his they don't, thing. So they don't listen it's to me. Jared's show. Um. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to come do this, and Jared asked me to do this because of mental health. Um, mental health over the years has just been something that I'm super passionate about. And especially when it comes to first responders, um, I think I said at the beginning, it, it is, I think ridiculous and to not mince words, just stupid, (laughs) um, and really ignorant to think that first responders don't need the same help that they tell other people to get, or that we provide to other people. Um, especially when we're in a job like we are in, it's very hard and very taxing, which is a lot of what we've talked about and just the different conflicting feelings that come with that job. So, um, yeah, just wanted to talk about mental health to kind of share my own story just because, um, I don't know, to, to encourage other people to get help and something that is hard for me hearing, but knowing that like it can change that you can kind of come out of, um, really intense suicidal thoughts um, and be on the other side of that and be happy to be alive. Um, Again, it's not a walk in the park um, every day, pretty much (laughs) for me. We're going to have good days and bad days. It's still difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but Life is still life. Yes, for sure. Um, But I just have a better handle on how to manage things and how to process my emotions and being in therapy. so, so here's, here's what, no, you're fine. I'll take over for just a second. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm really sick of. So, you know, we talk about the, the, 
mental health crisis, right? And and the the word crisis, I think, is somewhat appropriate because I I don't understand why we're still dancing around the the sensitivity of suicide. It kills. Yes. It's the number one. It's the number one cause of death for first responders every year for the last at least 15 years running, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. How's that not? How's that not fucking crazy? Yeah. I mean, can we stop just can I, I let's stop pretending that it's not a problem. And and, and the, we have a dangerous job. Yeah. I mean, I fly around in a helicopter. There's a problem in a helicopter and you're near. It's probably not going to end well. Yeah. I, but I do, I do feel a little safer in a helicopter than I do in some medic units, depending on who's driving it. <laughs> um, but uh, normalizing it and talking about it are yeah. the only ways that it's going to change, mm-hmm. which is, you know, yeah, not the only reason I started this podcast, but it's been therapeutic for me as well. Yeah. Um, but I just, my hope is that we can stop dancing around the idea that, you know, just the word you say the word suicide to some people and they're like yeah. get really uncomfortable i mean i know it's an uncomfortable topic yeah. but it, oh, it's killing more of yeah. us than anything yeah. else and if there's no cause of death put out you know it's a suicide yeah right like if, I they, mean, if they don't say why a first responder died it's suicide you can well, pretty much when you come back for the next podcast you decide to do this well, we can talk about this but how many suicide calls have you ran like how many suicide calls have you ran on a patient that was, I mean, I've ran, I, I've had 16 year olds hanging from a ceiling fan from their belt. I haven't had, yet, but I dread the day that I will. I mean, how, how would that have affected you two years ago? Oh, would it have me up? It is by probably the grace of God. I never ran that. And we don't have, yes, I was. Yes. I thank God that you're here right now, yeah. but it, it, we don't have a choice with what we run. I mean, we get called to something mm-hmm. and if it's a, if it's a touchy subject for us, we can't say, you know, Hey, I don't want to run this one. Can you do this? <laughs> we don't really have that choice nope. a lot of times. So, um, or a family member, a lot of our, I mean, I, I don't know the, the exact statistic, but, um, you know, 10 years ago or something, you know, 80% of, of fire and EMS was volunteer in this country. Mm. And most volunteer departments are in smaller communities. So they know the people yeah. that they're, you know, I think John brushed on that on the yeah. first part of the podcast, but I mean, it's just, it's just thing after thing after thing that is against us. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, we're better than anybody else, but I think with what we do, we're sub, you know, subjected to more of the stuff than the normal individual. I mean, like my, I, I'll tell you right now, I could not do my wife's job and she could not do mine. Yeah. Um, she does banking and numbers and. Right. I have enough numbers with my paramedic <laughs> medicine calculations and all that. But uh, I mean. it, And this is just talking about the stuff that we deal with. This has nothing to do. And we didn't even I mean, really talk about, you know, the the stuff that probably had led to you being suicidal in the first place. Right. It was not this job. Right. Yeah. But it brought it out, yes. which is what we see a lot of times. 100%. Um, and then I'm just bringing up things that we can talk about in future podcasts, but like, <laughs> I guess I'm coming back. <laughs> I would like for you to, I, w- I would love to, <laughs> but you know, uh, there were a couple of suicides by, uh, first responders in Kansas city 
um, after their um, crew members died in a in a in an arson fire. Yeah. Right. I mean, we make 2018, right? Yes. So we have, I mean, basically two families, right? You know, we have our work family, which is, I mean, we're with them for 24 hours. You know, we get to know them very well, sometimes (laughs) better than our, our spouses or family at home. And when something like that happens added on top of everything else is just, sometimes it's the last, the last straw, but there's just so many things. So I think that at the, at the minimum, normalizing and talking about this kind of thing is at least a good step in the right direction. So, yeah. And I think people worry that normalizing it means we need to sit around and talk about our feelings all the time. No, support in its simplest form is you going out with your buddies and drinking a couple of beers and talking about stuff that's bothering you. And I'll say like, I like anyone, you kind of swing to the extreme. So when I first realized like, Oh man, I need to start talking about this. It was a little obsessive is too strong of a word, but I'm like, let's talk about mental health. (laughs) Let's you know, And so that happens, but very quickly, it's like, well, that doesn't work for anyone. Nobody wants to sit around all the time and talk about. And I can't. There's no. Yeah, way. yeah. no. Um, so I think that's important, too, to say, like, when we're like, we need to normalize this. We are not suggesting that we sit around and you sit around with your crew 24-7 being like, right. hey, are you okay? hey, are you suicidal? Is your mental health OK? Like, nobody wants that. But having it not be a taboo subject where if I'm Correct. like, hey, I'm depressed, people are like. You're then labeled oh, weird. right now. Like, yeah. yeah, what do we do with that? Like, it's yeah, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. It's serious. Mental health is serious, but like, I don't know. Today, the only I way to treat really it depressed. is to talk. About, I mean, the the biggest <laughs> way to treat it is to talk about it and and figure out a game plan. Right? There's a reason. Yeah. I mean, there's not when it comes to being suicidal and having you know the the different mental health problems that we have. There's a reason. Yeah. It's proven. We have, there's science. Yeah. Right. There's there's brain chemistry. I mean, your brain is a, a very, very intelligent design. I have, we don't even, we haven't even brushed the surface on what our brains are truly capable Mm -hmm. of doing, but it's not for the most part, a lot of this stuff is not stuff that's in our control for the most part. It's subconscious. It it happens out of necessity for us because we have to to do our jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you never get out of that fight or flight response that we're constantly in when we're on duty, because I mean, I might sleep even if I'm on duty. Let's say I get to sleep all night. I still don't get quality sleep, right? Yeah. I'm still a little bit on edge yes. just because I know there's a possibility that as soon as I fall asleep, yeah, I'm gonna get woken up to run yeah. a shitty call. Yeah. Right. And so I've, uh, yeah. I've heard guys who are engineers specifically, because I was never an engineer, but say that when they are driving the truck, it's, it's their stressful. sleep is worse yeah. because they know that they have to wake up and drive. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. I mean, the stress <laughs> levels. <laughs> I mean, we get woken up. For those of you that are not fire, EMS, you know, police, whatever, work 24 hours a day, I get woken up with a obnoxious, loud noise. My lights turn on for me, and then they immediately rattle off a bunch of information that I had, have to then get on my radio and reply to, <laughs> and then go perform possibly some of the craziest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. To a, a complete stranger. Yeah. I mean, I go from, so what's the second leading cause of death for first responders? Cardiac. Cardiac. Yeah. Cardiac problem, heart problems. Yep. Um, gee, I wonder why. Uh-huh. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I know you got to listen to all that information. And then you just reminded me of when I slept through a call because <laughs> the lights go off. I will confirm nor den- not confirm or deny that I've slept through a call before. I was never left. Um, the guys on the truck were super nice. If you have nice crewmates, yes. wake, they need to wake you up. Yeah, yes. they didn't leave me, but but I was, 
you know, half awake and I'm listening for our truck and I'm like, oh, sweet. It's going to happen. They never said it. And then I thought, I just was hearing too much like movement. Like you thought it was in a dream, didn't you? Well, no, I got up to go to the bathroom, but I was still pretty sure no one was there. And then my my partner opens the door at the end of the hallway in his full bunker gear. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, whoa, uh, shoot. Going pee? Yeah. Oh. I will be right there. So, yeah. Hey, wait, wait. Hear it? I Yeah, I do hear it. I don't know if you guys can hear it. We got some sirens in the yes. background. But, but yes, we... One other thing. Do you want me to? No. Move? Okay. I Kinda, just like playing with this little camera. But oh, you're good. Go for it. I don't know what you're doing. But um, one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on, which I might have already briefly, but was just for anybody who's feeling super bitter about the job, um, who doesn't have the perspective that like your gut instinct, you say it, I say it all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, this job is great. But my gut reaction is like, this job sucks. It's going to happen at some point. If you're in this for any amount of time, <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen yeah. to you. So my gut reaction is like, no, this job sucks. It, it took a lot from me. It damaged me a lot in ways that I will never get back at a very young age. It took away an insane amount of my innocence and my sort of just like laid backness about life. You, you do have a different not you specifically, but we as first responders, our outlooks on things yeah. are a little bit different. Yeah. Our priorities are a little different. And I understand why. So like, I, I get it. And that's, again, just part of the conflicting feelings is like, I understand why it makes sense. Also, the truth is that this job takes a lot out of you as a person. And depending on how you manage your life, it can damage your family. It can damage your friends. It can... It... Look at the divorce rate for first responders. Yeah. So... So I don't know why... We marry each other. Amen. <laughs> Paramedics, stop marrying nurses. Firefighters, stop, stop marrying nurses. That's what stop I was going to say. Marry a banker. Watch me. I'm going to get married to some first responder Ugh. here in a little bit. Um, just, just kidding. But if it works, it works. But yeah. <clears throat> but the I just I just remember the reason I want to say this is because I remember feeling guilty for not liking the job and for being bitter about this job when the the normal response we all have because you want the public to see you as someone who really loves your job best job in the world yep best job in the world um <laughs> i know that there is a video out there of me on a recruitment video saying i would never do anything else <laughs> oh we gotta find that. <laughs> and and like a month after that is when i left um <laughs> So that was a little embarrassing. I was like, sorry, guys. I didn't. Hey, you can't. But it, but it is your, I would venture to say everyone when asked on camera, off camera by, you know, someone they don't really know, or even people they do know, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, love it. I love this job. I get it. Um, but I've always felt guilty for my gut reaction being F this job. This job sucks. It has killed friends of friends. Um it has killed people I know. It almost killed me. Um, it is changing the people in front of me who I love. I, you know, just I'm watching my friends who are first responders struggle in their marriages. Maybe that would have happened anyway, but I know that well, it's it not definitely helped. didn't help. Yeah. So that is my perspective is screw this. This sucks. Um, but I took a break. I needed the break. I've come back 
I'm still a little bit jaded about that because that's a reality. The reality is that this right. Well, and you're a still people. You're still healing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's not a. It's not an instant. Right. You're not going to have some day that's like, oh, I'm good now. Yeah. And this job is always going to kill people. Yeah. By suicide, yes. by line of duty deaths. So I'm always going to be a little bit like, there's no winning it's, here, right? It kind of feels like a lose lose. Um. Well, hopefully, but, we can at least help the numbers. I mean, it, it's. Yeah. But it is such a cool freaking job. And I do love this job. There is nothing like it. I have tried other jobs and I'm not good at them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not good at sitting at a desk. You don't want me to sit at a desk. So, yeah, just if you're, I don't know. I think that's one of my biggest things. You're like, not alone. Yeah. Yes. If I felt the if same you're way. you're feeling I mean... like this job sucks, then that's valid. And you can take a break or you can keep doing it. There are lots of things you can do. Gosh, we could talk for hours. So just, just take a step back and reevaluate. Sometimes yeah. it's very hard to, to make any decisions when you're under a lot of stress. You're overworked, underpaid. We haven't talked about that. Underpaid, <laughs> um, understaffed. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've got your own life stuff to deal with and you're fixing other people's problems for them all the yeah. time. Um, it, it's hard to make clear decisions. Yeah. So taking a step back and kind of being able to get some rest, get away from it. take a vacation, take some paid time. I would, it's not like we get paid great money anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a lot of vacation built up and you can afford to just take some days off. Yeah. I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, PTO. yeah, get some sleep, go, FMLA. go travel, go do something, reset your, you know, that's, that's going to decrease your stress level. And, and you'd be surprised at, at how, how much clearer you might think when, you know, you're not in that, you know, fight or flight mm -hmm. response yeah. constantly. Yeah. So have some, I was going to try not to say this, have some grace for yourself. <laughs> Cause I remember people telling me that all the time and I was like, Oh my gosh, stop. Like, stop telling me that. But it's like, yeah, you're tired. Yeah. Because you're just up all night, dude. Like makes sense. That's understandable. There's yeah. no reason to beat yourself up over all those things. But then in the back so, of all, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's what I'm doing for the rest of my career is not sleeping. Basically, I get paid to, to be a, yeah. uh, can't even think of the word right now, insomniac, basically. Yes, you do. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to touch no, on? I think we should wrap it up. Always do. Uh, kidding, not because I have a kid on the way. Take that out of the podcast. Yeah, take that out. Please take that out. I don't want to be associated with that joke. <laughs> um, well, I I thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm glad that it all worked out. I'm happy that everything has worked out to this point like it did. Yeah. Um, I never I never reached out. I mean, we never got like super close or anything, no. even though you bought my house. But I still thought you were mad at me because I took my fridge and my... TV wall mount, but no, I don't even have a TV in the living room. I never wanted. I do remember your room. mini fridge that you had in there. Oh, the I don't beginning. remember that. Mm -hmm. I found a perfect stainless steel fridge for 300 bucks on Facebook marketplace. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted to reach out, but I mean, I, I, cause I had been kind of doing this mental health stuff for a little while. So I kind of inferred that you just, you know, either it wasn't for you or you had something that came up and, but I mean, I was, I always looked at your pictures. I was jealous of most of your pictures. I was like, man, I want to, <laughs> I want to go, I want to go travel a little bit, but I am so glad you did. I'm yeah. glad that you're here. Yeah. Love to have you back on. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure this will help somebody out there. 
So that's the goal. Thanks for sharing your story. I know it's not, not easy to do sometimes. Yeah. And I'm happy to do it. Seriously. This is awesome. Well, uh, thanks for get, you guys for listening. Uh, we got some new merchandise. I'm looking at our screen over here. Uh, so projecttribute.com is our website. Uh, the very top of the website has a big shop now icon. You click on that and it will show you guys all of our stuff. So 100% of what we get from those clothing purchases goes right back in the foundation. We are a true uh, 501c3 nonprofit um, that we turn around and put that money right back into first responders that it'll help save one of their lives or, or a life of somebody in that community. So mm-hmm. um, you guys can donate. One of the ways to donate is to buy some clothes. They are very good clothes or good quality. Cat has one on right now. Good quality. Yeah, yeah. Bella Canvas. They're, they're very comfy. Um, we can ship them anywhere. Um, come check out our new office if you're here locally. If not, then. It's awesome. Yep. Anyway, thanks for hanging out and talking. Yeah, heck yeah. All right. Peace. This podcast is hosted by the Project Tribute Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to aiding our first responders. Thank you for listening. For more information on our efforts, check us out at www.projecttribute.com. If you're a first responder that would like to share your story, contact us at projecttributefoundation at gmail.com. You can find us on various social media and podcast sites by searching the Project Tribute Foundation. 100% of donations are used to save lives while our retail store pays for any of our operational costs. Thank you again, and please be sure to like us, follow us, and share our foundation with your friends. Thank you, and have a great day.